Just kept going. Hello, everyone. Hello. You are listening to the Check and Chat. We are your hosts, Mo. And Liz. Hello. We're sorry we're recording this one a little bit late, but things is hectic right now, y'all. It's crazy. It's wedding it's crazy. season. It's summer. It's crazy town. It's definitely drinking hour, though. So that's, oh, yeah. That's a fun plus. Rosé, hey! I'm having a cider. Oh, yum. I'm, I'm drinking a delicious $5 rosé from Trader Jose's. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad you brought that up because... Is it cool that they do that? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like Trader like, Jotos and yeah, like, no, I don't Jokos. know. It's Trader Jokos. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's okay. It's super, that's actually really like, is that like, a, is it too like appropriate? Yeah. Is it, is it racist-y? Is it just dumb and nobody should really like be upset about it because it's not like. Do they just assume that like white moms are the only people that go to Trader Joe's? Well, I mean, they're not <laughs> super wrong about that. Like not. I they have those damn baby carts. <laughs> oh my god, they do. I feel they like I've vented about this before. Carts. <laughs> <laughs> not those, to me. No, those carts. <laughs> I probably have. I, you just don't even remember. And they do yours at your Trader Joe's. Do they have the really tall pole so the little carts can't get out the front door? Yes. Yeah, which is like terrifying. So you come around the corner with a real cart and you're like almost sideswiped <laughs> by a child with a big ass pole. Oh my god. Anyway, so hello true. guys. That's not what we're gonna talk about. Trader today, Joe's but... today on True Confessions, we're gonna talk about our Trader hatred Joe's. of Trader Jokos. <laughs> Trader Jokos. <laughs> what is the other so there's Trader Jose's, there's Trader Jokos, and then what's the isn't there another one? Mm. Oh god, do they have one for the Asian food? That's terrible if they do. I, I like, feel like they couldn't think of think of it, right? So it's just Trader Joe's. There I, oh, has to be another one, though. I know it. We'll have to. We'll, you know what? Yeah, Next two I know. Confessions. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to y'all, <laughs> or you can Google it later. But um, I'm pretty excited to find the answer out to that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! So what are we doing today? It's True Confessions. True Confessions. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I, don't know. I don't know. That sounded better in my head than yeah. it actually came out. I was trying um, to think, you know, the like last part of like Lady Mom Alive, yes, or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, That's what yes. I was thinking. Yeah, I was trying to do it to that, but I'm not. I'm obviously not. Um, I don't remember who sings that. Christina Aguilera? I'm Christina. obviously not. Yeah, I'm obviously not Christina. It's like so. true not with like a smoker's cough. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <sighs> Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. Woo! That is what's going on this month. And I don't know about you. I feel pretty proud or prideful. <laughs> so proud. I'm so proud to be able to like be witnessing everybody celebrate, to have participated in Pride myself. Um, Has to, Pride already happened in Portland? Uh, it's, I think, oh my gosh, I should have looked it up before I we did be this. Specific. I think so. I think it was, um, or no, actually, no, it's this Saturday, I think. What? But there's a ton of Pride events going on. So, like, my office is in Chinatown. Um, it's really close to a lot of, of, the, um, of the gay bars downtown, which are, like, so fun. Oh, they're so much fun. Anyway. They are, um, they're doing events, like, all the time. So it's been nuts. It's just been nuts downtown. It's on um, Sunday. Oh, yay. It's on Sunday for you guys or for me? For you. Woo-woo. Oh, 
that means I can go. That's awesome. I'm not booked that day. I could go. Yeah, you. I love go. Pride. I love Pride. How do you it feel? Is so much fun. How do you feel about the um, the uh, rainbow flag, the Pride flag um, option for Facebook? I love it. Have you been using it? You've been well, using I can't, it up? I can't figure out how to use it. So somebody posted, like, here's the Facebook page you like. And I liked it, and then I can't, I, I can't get it to work. Help me, because I would use it all the time. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Mine just showed up. I, don't, I mean. Really? <laughs> yeah, unless I'm just, what like, totally mistaken. Wrong? I don't know, man. Is there, like, a whole process to it? Well, somebody was saying that, like, you have to like Pride's Facebook page. Somebody which help. I was like. But I was like, which one? Because I've, I've liked, like, I have three of them already liked, and I couldn't figure, so I went and just liked a bunch more to try to get it, and I don't know. Maybe I don't, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I don't get to use the rainbow. I don't get it. Which, that's okay. Um, I, like, I'm a white lady. I get everything else. <laughs> okay. I'm you trying know? to look it up right now. Yeah, you don't get oh, it. Wait. You don't get the flag. No, wait. It's on my, it's on my computer. Oh, I just, oh, I have it. You have to like Facebook's LGBTQ page. Yeah, I'm. No, I already did. So it just won't come up on my phone. Is the trouble? Somebody tweeted, "My phone doesn't have a rainbow flag emoji. This is homophobic." <laughs> like, really? Really? <laughs> really? It really doesn't, though. <clears throat> well, I'm hmm. sure they could get it eventually. Shit. Well, yeah. Anyway, moving on, it is Pride Month, and I definitely want to talk a little bit more about, like, stuff going down for Pride Month, but let's, like, get into our juicy true confessions, because, like, I think other, you know, like, straight folk, white folk, etc., probably need to hear some of us sharing. Hold on, I gotta wash this down with some beer. Hold (laughs) up. You gotta wash it down? Okay, I say that because <clears throat> Eric is from Baltimore, and he adds, like, weird R's to things when he pronounces words. So sometimes he says, like, Washington, or, like, I'm going to wash the dishes if he's, like, <laughs> really excited. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to wash it. Anyway, my, thro- my throat is washed now, but <laughs> I think I think that we should share some of our, like, stories about maybe times where... We didn't exactly know how best to treat someone who identifies as LGBTQ or, like, the best, most appropriate thing to say. And, like, you know, I think that, you know, it's good for us to have a conversation, like, about those because it sort of helps us talk about, like, whose responsibility it is, which is ours, to, like, learn about how best to behave and, like, you know, what is actually the meaning of a true ally. So... And I think it all comes back to the idea, too, that, like, we've been talking about this whole entire season is, you know, it's okay to be wrong. And those moments that you are wrong, the, you know, which of which there are many, have been many, will be a zillion more. It's, you know, those are learning moments where you can be like, oh, that's okay. So that's now I need to ask somebody what their preferred pronouns are. I know I need to do that now. I didn't know that before and stuff like that. So, I mean, it just sort of adds to the journey I actually I kind of want can I share my like very first experience with realizing that um LGBTQ people in in my immediate community were not treated the same as me like it was like my like first okay so um I went to a super open and liberal high school like we were we were very very liberal um we were more like a small liberal arts college 
Um, and we did, um, we did a play and it's about, I mean, it's about Matthew Shepard. I'm sure what like, play was it? I'm sure that everybody has heard of it. And now I'm like, I like, can't, I'm feeling the worst ever. Cause now I'd like, I was not prepared for this. I should have written it down. You can't remember what it is. I know it's, it's can... by Moises Kaufman. I remember who wrote it. <laughs> it's the Laramie project. Oh my God. Okay. So oh, we did, okay, we did okay. the Laramie project in high school. Um, and which was an incredibly like the, the work that we did to build up to that play was just amazing. The, um, the uh, professor that we had that directed all of our plays and also taught all of our um, theater classes, her name's Debbie Kirst. Shout out to Debbie Kirst. She's absolutely incredible. Um, and so we did a lot of really great and really intense and emotional, immersive work um, building up to this. But anyway, so it was a really incredible moment because the faculty was in it with us. Um, several of the kids who um, in high school were just now cut or just then starting to come out um, and, and like actually behave, you know, be able to behave as themselves, um, were in the play. So it was like a very uniting moment for our theatrical community. And it was, and then some of their parents joined in solidarity and were cast in the play. So it was super cool. And then we started noticing that our posters started getting taken, getting, getting taken down. And we were like, well, that's oh weird because that, that had never happened before. Like we didn't, that didn't, that kind of shit just didn't happen at our school. And, and, and just like for my own ignorance, Ma is Matthew Shepard the one that was like dragged by a truck? Yeah, or like, yeah. Okay, so, so okay. he was, for being um, gay. He's, yes. Um, so he was attacked um, out like in a bar. He met up with these two guys who were in a bar and they beat him to death and tied him to um, a barbed wire fence. And he was found there um, by the police, barely alive, I think, at that point. Um, and he had been out there for hours by himself, bleeding to death. Um, and those boys put, like said that he hit on them. And just like, I mean, it was just oh a God, really yeah. horrible, really, really horrible um, thing. And what, I mean, one of the, one of the things that we, um, exercises we did is we like, leaned our backs against each other and just like play had a slide on the back that had the stars and you could just hear the crickets and it was like we just sat there for like it felt like forever it was probably only like 15 minutes but it felt like forever just listening to what he would have heard oh my being, god it was just insane um oh my god that yeah just, like gave me chills That's yeah crazy. i mean it was it was crazy and it was i i i in i will never forget the production that we did of it it was very really good anyway so, um, it was a very like immersive experience and we were, you know, all really bonding and then our posters started getting taken down. And then we started to see some of them that were like being defaced a little bit and having the like, um, pictures on the poster, like scratched out and like some little like pen graffiti and stuff. And that was as far as it went. Like it didn't go, I don't recall it going any further than that, but I just, that was the first time that I had this moment where I was like, wait a but minute. Still, like, and like in high school, this was high school, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was a, too, I was a like, sophomore. I mean, that's your whole, that's your whole world. So it's that kind of stuff like still feels like a really big deal. I can remember some really defining moments like that too. So as much as like, obviously I'm glad it didn't turn into actual violence. Like I can, I can certainly relate to it. Be, it feeling like a really big freaking deal. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and, and it, it was is it, anyway. Totally. And it was, it was honestly the first, because I was in my little like liberal bubble. It was my very first moment going, wait a minute, like 
these kids who like didn't give a shit about you know guys and dolls the musical which actually we did after that but you know like you know i mean who, who did, <laughs> did it after <laughs> yeah we, well we did it yeah the next the following year right, right. but but you know i mean it's it's not as if um, I don't know. Like, it's it's not as if these were people who were, like, really paying attention in the theatrical community to even know. So they would have had to Google it to even find out what it was about. Or somebody, you know, started talking about it or whatever. And, and that alone, without even coming to see it, before we even opened, before anybody had anything to say about the actual production or the contents of the play, they were taking posters down. It was just crazy. So, wow. I mean, that was really my first How much moment. Of that how much of that do you think was like, I mean, I'm sure you can only speculate kind of, but how much of it do you think was coming from like their parents, like the people that... I think most of it probably. Um, okay. I think I think the people who were doing that, I think mostly. I think some of the kids, like, I, I can... Right, it's like, where do they get it from? Yeah, nobody, or, I, I mean, we had like mock elections and everybody, you know, I mean, like we had mock elections for um, Bush Carey and like kids were fighting about it and we didn't fucking know what we were talking about so i mean it it i think it all had to have come from home um and yeah i mean we had you know a couple i i can think of one one kid in particular um who would say things like well i think marriage is between a man and a woman and we'd all look at him like what are you talking about yeah where like, the fuck even, did you get that sentence <laughs> yeah and like he yeah, was yeah. also like not smart enough to have that sentence like he didn't come up with that himself for sure he like you know he would have right. failed like, spanish if we didn't one, help him that one also blatantly like well if there's a language barrier to boot i was gonna say that just sounds blatantly regurgitated like from someone's oh dad. totally <laughs> yeah like what 16 year old boy has even thought of that yeah anyway okay. so that's my first moment so i just wanted to share mine I love it, too. I love the example of how, like, it's also about how theater has the capacity to really, or just art and expression has the capacity to really transform <clears throat> the way you think, you know? Right. I mean, like, not to go on too much of a tangent, but just because we're, like, theater artsy people, just really quickly, I'll just share briefly that when I was a kid and I was in this awesome choir, I got the opportunity to be a part of this musical, uh, uh, like, children's opera cool. that was actually created in the concentration camps to, <gasps> like, ha be performed by the children prisoners. Like, oh, my God. Other pe yeah, crazy shit. And it was, like, and I was young, too. I was probably, like, 12. And I just, like, also remember, like, going through all of these transformative, like, behind the scenes preparation to like get us like really understanding like the graveness of like because we played the kids like in the yeah. opera anyway so tangential just specifically because it's not about pride obviously but I really believe in the power of theater to really and participating like whether it's like you know building the set or like you know right. just being a part of it behind the scenes in any way um can be a really transformative experience and like a really political experience absolutely too. absolutely and you know for us to be so young and we had no idea it, it served as a really eye-opening moment for me to realize that um you know these people who are my best friends weren't were experiencing and they were they were of course like obviously shaken um for a lot of them, I imagine it was probably the first time, too, that they had, you know, they had probably been insulated from a lot of those things, um, you know, and a lot of hate and things like that, being in the in the environment that we were in. And so, you know, we were all sort of experiencing it as our, as our first moment. And I just remember looking at my best friends and being like, I I'm so sorry, I have no idea. You know, I have no idea. I, I had no idea what to say. So that was my first like I have no idea what to say moment. 
Do you think it was also, like, partly... Okay, I promise I'll move on after this, but do you think it was also partly, like, the stigma of, like, more gay people participating in theater? Because I feel like I had that a lot in high school. Like, I felt yeah. like a lot of the guys that participated were, like, either labeled as gay, and some of them were, and, like, I didn't find out until college or later, or some of them just were and, like, were out of the closet already, and I just remember, like, theater in particular being, like, like so stereotypical. Like, I felt like I've watched a million movies about this, but I never expected this to actually be the case in real yeah. life. But it still sort of is. Yeah, I mean, I think that was definitely part of it. And I think that's a big part of why um, a few people's parents joined the production. Um, oh, as a, yeah. like, and they were cast members or, like, donated all the suits or, you know, I mean, like, we, yeah, it was very yeah. much a, like, family. And we had talkbacks at the end of every performance so people could stay and ask questions and they had invited people to speak. Um, and it, so it was just, like, it was That's very, so cool. it was so cool. My school was cool. Um, My school was cool. <laughs> I was, school was cool. I was not too cool for school. School was too cool for me. All right. We have to move on because I'm getting okay. weird now. Okay, yeah, it's getting getting singy, as usual. (laughs) (laughs) We always have to start and end a confession with a song. Um, So, I guess this isn't, like, the first time where I was left, like, not knowing how to behave or whatever, but this was, like, a really transformative time. Um, Pun not intended, because this is about um, a dear friend of mine who identifies as trans who's trans and the first time okay so we basically worked together when I first moved to New Mexico oh wow and um this person I'm gonna try like super hard not to name names just because I have yeah, don't, permission don't. to yeah anyway, don't. I do that but um this person was just like one of those people who just like immediately takes you under their wing and is like so nice like just makes you feel a part of the community invites you to everything like social gathering gathering work related or otherwise um so we just like sort of clicked right away and like would chat a lot at work and um you know got along really well right away um and at the time I was like smoking cigs because I was like an idiot young person who decided smoking cigarettes after college after I performed opera (laughs) was a good idea um but we were working crazy hours so like it was sort of like in the organization we worked for and the nonprofit we worked for like we sort of were like only having breaks throughout our work day day and night by smoking cigarettes so we had a lot of conversations like out on the stoop like smoking cigarettes and this is where this this interaction happened so I guess I'm just sort of setting the scene but I remember this so distinctly because this was several months after I had already started working there and building a relationship with this person but we probably had like just started to get kind of close like Uh you know jokey and cool and sharing stuff and whatever and we're sitting there smoking one day, and I remember this so distinctly because, um, you know, he, I knew him with a male name, um, like, literally never thought once to question it or, like, think otherwise or whatever. Right. And he's sitting there with me and, like, so casually says to me, like, almost, like, mid-sentence of, like, a completely different topic, like, like so blasé, like, you know I'm trans, right? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> so caught off guard. Like, I'd never had anyone, like, say that to me, admit to me that they were trans. You know, like, I mean, 
I like, especially like as a younger person, I grew up in, I guess what was considered a, a you know, boys town, the gay neighborhood in Chicago. Um, but you know, it was like, I had really never felt like I had been introduced to someone who identified as trans before. So it never like crossed my mind at right. all. You know, it's like once he said it, I was like, oh yeah. Because like, of course, as we got closer and became really, really close friends, I learned after that he had only like a couple of months previous started taking testosterone. So it was oh, like yeah. very early. In the early. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which totally made sense. Um, but, it, you know, it was just such an interesting moment because like I so didn't know how to respond and I was so young still at this time that I just like instinctively like responded with, yeah, like, yeah, I know. And it was like, never, you know, but it was like, what's funny is it turned out to sort of be the perfect reaction because... Um, like on the one hand, I think it just made it like, just like, okay, we got that out of the way and we can move sure. forward. But in your brain, you were like, what am I doing? Well, like, and also in retrospect, like now that I've learned so much more, I mean, that was like 10 years ago. Like now that I've right. learned so much more, I mean, in retrospect, like that's not the best response because like, what if he was really sensitive to like, you know, like what if everybody like doesn't uh, think new, yeah, male, like, totally. And, like I can never pull it off. And so if I was so quick to be like, oh yeah, I kn totally knew you were trans maybe that was actually an insult when in fact it's like I had like the thought had never occurred to me yeah <laughs> not once yeah so anyway we we went on to become really good friends and it was actually so beautiful because you know through working together and eventually living together at one point and just being really close friends like I mean I really saw him from the beginning of his transition several years in at a very close intimate level which was the best learning experience i mean be friends with people who are trans and like you will learn a lot and it will be so worth your while and i'm just grateful that in that moment like thankfully even if i responded poorly like he didn't hold it against me he didn't judge yeah. me like he was still totally open to a friendship and sharing with me and i you know i can't i definitely can't thank him enough for that but it was it was um a surprising but really kind of beautiful first experience. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's that is. Yeah. I think Sorry. my I that made me think of my first experience um, with with someone who's trans as well. Yeah. Um, sure. And actually, actually, now that I think of it, it's not my first, but it's it is my most it's my most recent, surely. Um, okay. So I when we moved up to Portland, we still knew um, we knew a couple of people that actually like oddly enough, moved to Portland at the same time from our, from Albuquerque. So we were hanging out, um, at, at a barbecue and our friend from Albuquerque who lives here at whose barbecue it was, um, had a bunch of other people like that, that, um, she knows just from all over the place and, and, um, knows from school and stuff and also knows from Albuquerque. So I'm standing in the kitchen and I'm talking to this person. Again, I'm not going to name names because I have in no, I like don't, you know, keep contact with this person. And I also don't uh, have permission to share any of that. So anyway, I'm, I'm standing in the kitchen talking to this person who is also from Albuquerque. And he's telling me, you know, oh, I grew up in this place and I grew up, um, you know, I hung out in this neighborhood all the time. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I grew up in that neighborhood. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, like I, I lived on this street and this street. And he was like, oh my God, like my, my best friend from forever ago is, you know, two houses up 
um, or like three houses up. And I was like, oh man, like that's the coolest. And, and I was like, did you ever play, um, our, we used to play like roller hockey all the time in the street. And, um, and uh, he was like, yeah, I did. I did used to play that. And I was like, oh my God, we probably played together. And he says, and he looks at me and he says, well, um, I, I was a girl then. And I was like, what? Oh, and I, and I just was like, oh, and I, and I just, I, the only thing I could think to say, and I was caught completely off guard as well. And the only thing that I could think to say was, I, I don't know that I would have remembered and, or like known the difference. I don't remember that I would have remembered you because I can tell you that I don't remember you now, but I'm sure we had a great time. Right. You're trying to just say like human to human, like I yeah. remember you either way, but it's yeah. cool that we were probably both there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he laughed and he, he was like, um, and he's like, sorry, I just like totally said that to you. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that was the thing. It. And I was like, yeah, you did. I'm really glad you shared that with me. Thank you for sharing that with me. And, uh, and, um, it, it, like, and then we like just started talking about something else, but the whole rest of the night we got in the car and I was like, fuck what I know I did. I know I fucked up. Like, I know I did something wrong. I know it was awful. I knew because I in no way like was I, I, I don't even like, no, you know, I just, I, yeah. it wasn't like I was surprised at, like, or, or like I, or it's not like I wasn't surprised. It's not that. It's just like the admission no. is so like out of nowhere that it's like, Oh, I, I don't, I well, and, and like off guard, which doesn't happen very often. But well, okay. and I said that wrong. Like I was completely surprised. It was yeah. like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Oh, like I had absolutely no idea. But also then this person who I like, so then I kept trying to, because in my mind that whole time I was trying to place his face and I couldn't, you know, like think about what he would have looked like, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, like you would if you're trying to place someone in a memory. And right. then I was like, well, I, I can't do that now, you know, like, so the whole time, like, I, I have no <laughs> idea what he looked like when he identified as a, as female. But anyway, it was just, it was, that was, it was crazy. That was a, and, and like, he was so incredibly wonderful and gracious and like gave me a big like hug when he left and. That's awesome. So it was all good. It was all good. Oh, it was, yeah, it was like super fine. And, and I like am very lucky that that was my experience, my, my first experience. Like, yeah, we can't be like the worst reaction to like people's admissions of, you know, (laughs) coming out or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean we shouldn't be better, but <laughs> I'm sure that you and I were probably uh, not the major concern there. <laughs> I hope. I hope. Yeah. Anyway. I hope. <laughs> so, like, speaking of preferred pronouns, I totally worked with someone once who preferred to identify as they. Oh, yeah. Instead of he or she. Uh-huh. And I had also never come across that before. Um And I have to say, like, I feel like I didn't learn a whole lot, probably because, like, in a work setting, like, unless someone offers the information, I'm not as comfortable, like, I'm not going to just go out and ask that in a work setting. Sure. That's not necessarily, you know, what people want you to do. Um, However, like, I have to admit, this is, like, my ultimate true confession, like, I was totally fine from, like, 
a human rights standpoint, of course, like of of calling her, of referring to her in in that or referring to they in that pronoun, right? But as a, a serious grammar Nazi and like someone who prides themselves on like being like relatively articulate, like it was, so, it's so hard for me. Like it's I just really slipped, hard. I just slipped right there. Like it's just like it's plural going with the singular sentence. Like I can't. I'm I'm just so bad at it. I mess it's up. It's really hard. So many times. I was like, well, this is really like keeping me on my toes at work. You know, like I'm really paying attention because, which is of course a good thing. But like, I just have to admit, true confession status that like I I continue to have a ridiculously hard time with they and them as a singular pronoun, just specifically because I'm a psycho like OCD when it comes to grammar. Yeah, it's really, really hard. Um, I, I had, um, I've, I had clients last. God, no, wow, it's been like almost three years. Um, they were one of the first weddings that I did in Oregon, um, and Sarah and Michelle decided to, they got married in this really cute place. They've since turned the um, room into a little movie theater, so it's like an actual like old style theater. Anyway, um, cool. Sarah's sibling is named Eli. And goes, you know, by they. Yeah. Um, and so that was my first experience with they. And it was it was really hard when you're trying to keep other issues and stuff in your head. Exactly. Um, and like, when you're and working. details. Yeah, when you're working. Exactly. And I so was I was working just, with this person with freaking teenagers in crisis. I was like, I can't fucking handle this. I'm telling you right. to call 911 right now. Like, I can't have, like. <laughs> totally. Oh totally. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, the, I just had, I just had to refer to Eli as Eli because if I, if I was able to just say the name, yes, I did you know, that say, a lot too. Yeah. Say their name because otherwise, and I, and I, it's so hard and, and that's, and like, fuck the patriarchy for that. Right. Like we've grown up in the gender binary and, and, and forcing people to conform to the gender binary. And now that our culture as a whole, and well, not as a whole, as, as, as many of us as possible is coming around to you know how how that's been really cruel and horrible to a large percentage of the population forever the, and now you know people choosing their own pronouns and things like that is amazing that's like the way to take control of your identity right is to is what people learn, call you i want to learn more of like how like that is or is not transforming in other languages you know like now that i'm oh, learning yeah. spanish it's like and everything has like very masculine leaning yeah. pronouns, but like very binary, you know, um, there's like a masculine or feminine pronoun attached to everything. So everything. I wonder how does, like in the romance languages, how does that play out? I wonder like, Oh, I, that's so interesting. We should try to find somebody. So my, my good friend, I'm going to find out. Um, she is, out. <laughs> right. She is getting her, um, I believe she's working toward her PhD or maybe it's still her master's. Um, but she's, she's getting, um, a higher degree in linguistics and I wonder if she would know. Ask I'm going to ask her. her. Oh yeah, my I'm God. Gonna. Just have, can you have she's her come coming talk to about stay at my house in general? Like, in oh yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. Oh my like, gosh. She would totally come. And then she I'm, can talk about Trump's language. Like, right? oh my God, can we just have her on in general? I'm talking about you, Ellen. This is a test. This is a test to see <laughs> okay. if you're listening. Ellen is a perfect name for the Ellen. Oh my, oh my God. Oh, that was, I was not ready for that to be so loud and scary. That was really loud and scary, but I'm I love so that. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, it is. I'm and sorry, she's my, like. It's, it's late at night. That's why my register is so low. Right. <laughs> she's super sexy smart. And 
a lovely human. And she's actually staying at my house on Thursday night. Maybe I can get her to talk to me then. Anyway, this is like, sorry, anyway. you guys are listening to like our housekeeping notes. <laughs> This is true confessions, like <laughs> just in its, tone like, out for this form. whole. It's because we're so tired. This is just it's you know this is it's the week. Fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. We're just talking um, about pronouns, which I think is super interesting. So, yeah, I think it's know. incredibly interesting, and I think I think it's one of those things too that like respecting somebody's ability to choose their own pronouns is it, like it very much. Uh, it's, it's like to me the most important thing because like if you fuck up on like somebody's name or you fuck up and you say the wrong thing or something like that you know if you're making an effort and you're you're trying to you know address somebody how they want to be addressed that's like I mean you that's like the bare minimum of what you need to be doing yeah, exactly. You know, it's like if you can't even respect the person by referring to them the way they prefer and identify, then like, yeah, you're just the worst. Basically, you're just the fucking worst. And go away and actually probably hell. listen to this podcast because you need it. <laughs> I guess you're that's a more positive spin on it. You need it. <laughs> oh God, there is a more positive spin on it. That is for sure. I know, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Pride Month is so incredibly important. I think it is. One of those things that it, it is another moment that reminds us that as cisgendered white folk, um, our narrative is not always the most important and actually is not important uh, the most important at all anymore. And shouldn't be the narrative that, you know, everybody else is, is forced to lift. And so I love, you know, when, um, you know, when people get the chance to get out there and celebrate who they are and, and to remind people that they're, you know, to lift their own narratives and to remind people that, that there are other narratives out there. And I think it challenges people who don't have the same beliefs um, every year. Like, I think it's good to be like, remember us? We're still fucking here. So I love Pride Month. And I also feel like probably now, I mean, I feel like we've said this a lot, like, since we've been doing this podcast, but of course, like, in the time of Trump, I feel like now more than ever, people are going to want to be, like, super fucking proud. <laughs> like, yeah. out there being like, fuck you. You know, it, like, reminds me of the Women's March, you know? It's just, yeah. like, if you really think about it, like, there's probably, I mean, if not a ma- majority of people, it's not a, a small minority of people that identify as LGBTQ. So, and, like, as allies, we are the majority. So, it's, like... You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're going to have a parade it. and do whatever the dicks we want. And yeah. Skittles is again doing their campaign of doing the reverse rainbow um, where they like do all white Skittles or whatever, which is <laughs> sort of ironic. Oh, I They're love trying to be colorless. Yeah. Right. It says give the ra- rainbow, taste the rainbow. It's like specifically like trying to be like their pride stance because that's cool. obviously they're normally a rainbow. So I think that's kind of neat, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, the candies are just like black and white. They look like a bag of bones, but you know, I like appreciate and they have like some wrapper like Snickers has like rainbow wrappers and like I don't know, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, well, I okay, let me back up. I go back and forth. I think like big companies profiting off these moments are just strategic because like I just said, they know the majority of people are going to be down with that and be like you better support this. But if there are people that are a part of those big corporations that actually support 
what they're representing, then I'm obviously down for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it goes back to the to like the Super Bowl commercial with that lumber commercial, right? Um, wow. You know, had that really been? I mean, God, what that an feels incredible like so long ago, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> it was. It was fucking eons ago because this is Trump's America. This is empathy in Trump's America. Mm. Or, or if if you have a message, <laughs> did your landlady used to do that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure did. Sure did. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it goes back to if you if you were advertise if you are using advertisement and things, um, you know, and, and the platform that you have there as a platform to discuss greater issues and your stance on them, good for you. But if, but it, yeah, just like you said, if you're, if what you're trying to do. You're just being a dick. <laughs> yeah, if you're just being a fucking butt munch and you're just trying to sell a bunch of shit, then fuck you. Then fuck ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then fuck ya. I don't watch your products. Bye. Bye. Um, <laughs> do you know how many, I'm, I'm sure you don't, like, because I don't know why you would know this information off the top of your head. <laughs> But, like, I'm totally curious how many people marched in D.C. Like, wasn't it, like, a pride or equality march in D.C.? Oh, yeah. This past weekend? Oh, my gosh, like, I have no idea. I'm going to look it up, though. Look it up, look it up, because I Look it up, look big... it up. Did you <laughs> get it? Why are we Yay. always singing, like, commercials and TV I don't know, because, like, like, four-note jingles just really get <laughs> into up, my brain. <laughs> Fuck that song. What was yeah. it? Plug it in, plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in. Um, more than 400,000 people. Hey, see? Okay. Like, wasn't it about the same, or was it like 2 million for the women's march? I don't remember, in D.C. It There's was like It was so a, It was about half a million, I believe. And so okay. it was very close to the same. I mean, okay. That's amazing. I feel very validated in my guesstimate because... <laughs> I'm correct, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least that's what I remember reading. Yeah. But uh, I love, I mean, and I love people wearing shirts and they are like, you know, things that are and holding signs that are saying like, this is what trans looks like. Like, I love that the, um, oh, you guys. So we've been going through this like really ridiculous thing, trying to find um, gifts to send to the people who come on, like as a thank you um, <laughs> for... <laughs> oh, don't we would, tell them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, I guess I can't. Don't listen if you don't have been them. Okay. Um so we were like, should we do mugs? Like we were just trying to like find all this stuff. And one of the things that we really found and we did love is, you know, the uh, like there's a lot of branded stuff that says this is what feminism looks like. And I think something like that is so important and I think it's so important especially during Pride Month to talk about the fact that like you you don't you can't look at someone and understand their story. You can't look at someone and understand who they were before, who they are now, who are they, who they are becoming. Um, you know, you can't you can't just look at somebody's face and think you know their struggles. And Pride Month is just another amazing reminder of that. Um, uh, yeah. And I really want I want to share my like super fun my like favorite Pride story. Ooh yeah. So I used to be a member of a burlesque troupe, um, and <laughs> we we did Pride. Uh, they've done Pride more years after after I moved. Um, but this was the pride that that I was there for. And we so In very, Albuquerque? Yeah, in Albuquerque. My very good friend um has a cousin with a flatbed trailer and he dropped it off in front of her house the day before and we covered it in like literally trash. Like it was literally trash. It was like like newspaper in 
in trash bags and stuff and we made it look like a cloud but actually it literally looked like a trash barge and as my as my very good friend um who was here to visit uh last week was saying she was like it looked like a mixture between a trash barge and the never-ending story dog Falcor. Isn't that his Falk. name? Falcor. <laughs> Never ending story. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my god, I used to anyway. watch that like every day of my childhood. Sorry. I love that. Anyway, Me but we think we Falcor. think one of my we think Dolce looks like Falcor. Dolce's one of my dogs, you guys. We think <gasps> yes. Dolce looks like Falcor. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, her like big oh head. God. Yeah. Um, anyways. So then we got up at like, so I think I left to go home and sleep at like two o'clock in the morning and I had to be back at like five o'clock in the morning. And as I recall, I overslept my alarm and I didn't get there till like 630, which was a nightmare. But anyway, um, so everybody shows up at her house the next morning and we um, all start painting each other because what we did is we wore all of the colors of the rainbow in bikini form um so every girl had a different color and then we painted each other that color and then we all had parasols and i just remember like and we and we did the whole parade so it was so cool we got to go through the streets and go into the fairgrounds and everything and it was so much fun and i just remember that i thought that i was still painted pink but i was actually that sunburned like I started to wash ah! all the, <laughs> I know. I started to wash all the pink paint off, and I was like, wash oh, it. no, I washed it. And at the time, um, I also, I, I also Ooh. was a, a go-go with my best friends. Um, I did aerial hoop above the dance floor of a gay club in Albuquerque, and so my very first pride that I was old enough to drink at, we did that in the morning the float on the morning, and then we went to work at the club that night, and it was the most incredible experience just to see everybody just celebrating i mean everybody celebrating yeah. everybody embracing each other there wasn't a single person in there who was not supportive of are you what like was can't going be a on. hater there like yeah not and like if you are like fuck you what are you doing here and at so, the albuquerque pride they always have this like tent that has just all these puppies there that you can pet or <laughs> or buy i'm like what the fuck pride like are you kidding me of course i want to buy a pride's puppy incredible right yeah pride's incredible I was fortunate enough to get to do, um, I, I have a couple of times set up tables for different organizations I've been a part of at Pride, and I've also canvassed for um, Human Rights Campaign at Pride before, um, both in Albuquerque. Oh, so cool. I've, I've done a lot of Albuquerque Pride, too, so I can definitely agree that it's a, a joyful experience, although... You know, I grew up in Chicago, and Chicago Pride is amazing, and we could actually see it from, like, my back porch apartment before we moved into my house as a kid. So, like, I mean, I saw Pride very early, and people, like, basically naked in the streets and dancing, and so it doesn't seem weird to me at all. No! I guess never has, because I just, you know, I think when you, like, are able to grow up somewhere where... I think that's why even something like Pride Parade is so important, because now especially they're pretty much everywhere and it's like that alone is a really good like representation of like embracing the community absolutely if nothing else you know and if you are a person who feels like you don't belong in some way and it doesn't really matter what way that is right like you feel like you you don't belong where you are or you know where where you thought you wanted to be but now you realize you you don't see like being able to surround yourself and and being given this space to figure out 
which community and what community is yours and what makes you happy instead of just having to like put your head down and like trudge till the end of your life is just yes. like I, I mean, it's an invaluable experience. And I, I like even just saying it now, I think about like, I, I've, I've never felt like I don't belong. I've never felt like I don't belong. And, and I, can't, I truly cannot begin to wrap my brain around how hard that must be to not even just feel like you don't belong where you are or feel like you don't um, have a community where you are, but also to look at yourself in the mirror and, and go, I'm not that person. Right. I mean, it's just... It's just a crazy and and really horrible thing to think about, and so I'm I'm so grateful for the people that I know who have educated me on it, and I am so grateful that I that people are talking about this. And I guess this kind of brings us like we can even um, I mean, you guys, you have to listen to our episode that's coming on Friday. You have to. It's very much about you know a lot of this. Um, except like way more intelligently and eloquently put than any of this. Yeah, but it but it's a good time to bring up that like, you know, as much as we're gonna do all of the positive, amazing and fun supportive things in Pride Month, like like yes, listen to this episode on Friday with the National Press Secretary from the Human Rights Campaign who gives actual statistics, but um, I think most of us know at this point that the LGBTQ community faces significantly higher risk of things like suicide and experiencing homelessness, experiencing violence, usually at the hands of people they know, um, you know, if not domestic violence. And so, yeah. you know, I just want to say, like, we need to bring awareness to that this month as well. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline um, is available 24 hours every single day. Um, and, you know, if nothing else, like, call them. Um, I'm going to share the number. It's 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And I know that's kind of cheesy, but, like, really, like, we need to be doing this year-round, but let's support... Really all of the LGBTQ people that we know in our lives and just in our communities because they are facing a lot of these things in much more severe ways than we could possibly imagine. So let's support them. Let's support them. You're absolutely right. And on right. that note. I want to just, oh, yeah. oh, oh wait, I actually have one, like, one more thing. Can I say one more thing? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. On that note, do that. Listen to the interview, for sure. Um, but the, the last thing that, that I have to say uh, is that I, I had the amazing um, opportunity to be a part of a seminar that um, happened last year um, about making the wedding industry more inclusive Ooh, of LGBTQ cool. folks. Um, and yeah, so, so I'm in a very, so uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a wedding planner. Um, and I'm, I'm an event coordinator, period. I do other things, but I mostly do weddings. And so I'm in a very, I see a lot of, you know, cisgendered folks getting married. And in Oregon, I see a lot of cisgender white folks getting married. And, um, they're one of the, one of the, um, vendors that I know here, she and and her partner, um, I guess now now spouse, 
um, we're interested in kind of and creating a space for vendors to come and to talk about how to make their branding as wedding professionals more um, more inclusive. Instead of saying like bride and groom to things or bridal yes. party, you say wedding party. You know, you say things that aren't so so heavy handed in that way. And like, I mean, now like all of my contracts are like person one, person two. It doesn't matter. You know, there's no. But it used to be bride and groom because that's what I downloaded from right. some like free contract template. You know, when I was starting. Um, and so it was a really, and I didn't actually, I wasn't able to attend the actual. Um, uh, where everybody spoke, but I was able to help get, you know, the space and everything all together. And the things that I learned, just the simple things that you can do in your language around business or your language around your life and the simple things that you can do to be more inclusive are, are so simple. They're just so easy. They're so simple. And, I, and I, you know, everybody should be doing them. And especially if you're in an industry that is geared toward the gender binary, try as hard as you can to look at those things and go, wait a minute, would this make somebody uncomfortable? Because I could just change two words and it would mean the same thing, but it would include everybody. And it just takes um, so I just think that that's something, yeah. you know, that's that's important too. Like if people are nervous about absolutely. like, I don't even know absolutely. what would offend people. Like now, it's I mean, sort I, of like, just like about like, think about if you had anxiety and you're just sort of second guessing everything, like do that for a little bit and then you're going to catch some stuff. Also mm -hmm. ask people that you know <laughs> who, would, yeah. who would know, <laughs> right? So I think that's great. That's really yeah. awesome that they're trying to, to do that. Yeah. Have you only done so cisgendered couple weddings? No, no, you know, I, I've, I've done three or four. So mainly, yeah, mainly I've done cisgender couple weddings. I've done three or four um, weddings with, with two ladies. Um, and yeah, and so, but like, it's just, it's interesting to me because there are certain wedding professionals here who are, um, who sure. don't care who they're marrying. You know, like I, I have absolutely no. I just want you to want to get married. That my requirement is that I want you. <laughs> yeah, you should want sort to get of married, the <laughs> and you should want to have a great wedding. Other, right? Yeah. Otherwise, probably don't call me. Probably, you know. Um, but there are, um, you know, when I was when I was talking about my clients from before, when when they contacted me, they were telling me that they oh. had been having a little bit of difficulty finding somebody. That's crazy. And that just it just blew my fucking mind. Yeah, and she, you know, stopped me and said, you know, I'm, we're both women. And I was like, okay. She was like, and she goes, is that okay? And I was like, um, has it not been okay for someone else? Because I just felt like I needed to ask I that. Know. Because people don't generally ask oh, if that's, that's a, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and, and she was like, well, yeah, I mean, we've met with a little bit of, and I was like, oh my gosh, like that, that is most definitely Go okay. you. I'm really happy that oh, you found each other. For Yay you. for your Fuck wedding. Let's do your weddings. Who even thought twice about it? That's so annoying. Well, it just it just made me and it's not even, you know, it's not even a moment that I like put in no. my win column. It's a moment that I put in my like my bank being like, "Oh shit, like I need to be way more aware of that." And so I think if we're if we're all trying to do that and if we as, you know, this month what we need to be doing is we need to be reading more about, you know, people with struggles that we are unfamiliar with through Pride Month and, and um, listening and lifting those narratives and, and continuing to try and, you know, make everybody know that, like, just because you, you know, no matter who you love, you're still a human Hell, being. And yes. we all have that in common. Blah. Even you Trump voters. <laughs> 
Jeff Sessions. That's really just always my, always my, always my favorite note. Oh, okay. Okay, right. bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I still didn't end it. Should I end it? Okay, bye.